Wick Grosbeck speaks. He talks about changing the team, not changing the coach, and keeping the Celtics, not selling them. I'm going to call myself out on that. Um, that's all right now on the new Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you, well, three days a week for the next few weeks, uh, into the last couple of weeks of September, then we go back to five days a week. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comment section, let me know what you think about what we're talking about, about the show, all that stuff. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm back after my week off. Thanks to everybody who uh, stuck with me through the week, through the three mailbags. Lots of people chiming in there. Very happy to uh, have uh, everybody here on board for that. Now a new podcast back to uh, our regular podcasting schedule. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Want to shout out Elijah at the uh, at Bar Soul at Atlantis Bahamas. Uh, bartender there. If you're a Celtics fan, you find yourself at the uh, Atlantis at Bar Soul. Go say hi to Elijah. Find him. He's a huge Celtics fan. Came up and say hi. He's a listener of the podcast. Super cool moment for me to, to have him come up and say hi. So uh, anybody who's at the uh, Atlantis in the Bahamas, go check him out. That's where I was for this past week. So it was a little bit of a, a reacclimation here. So I, I, got, I got my buddy Tom Westerholm here to kind of help me through those moments where my brain just says, now we're still on island time. Still too many pina coladas in the brain. Still hasn't flushed it all the way out of the system yet. Tom, what's up? How you doing, man? Good, man. We talk we talk about basketball on this podcast. Yes. Correct? Yes. The, sh- the shooty hoops. The shooty yeah. hoops. All right. Yes. All right. I think Rounds, I can do it. I think I can help. Net. Guys in green. Yeah, yeah. A little leprechaun thing. Little leprechaun guys. Yeah. Little leprechaun okay. guys. Yeah. Well, the main leprechaun guy spoke for the globe. Yeah. Big leprechaun. Yep, yep. Yep. Rick well, smaller leprechaun, but uh, the, the big money leprechaun, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of height-wise, he's yeah, not the tallest of the leprechaun. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's not the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's leprechaun. Not. Yeah, so. but he's, 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 you know, if he stood on his all of his money, <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah, he'd probably still have more than Jalen and all the money he's giving out. He, he, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, well, for sure. He, he would definitely, if he sold the team, which he's not going to, we'll talk about that later. Hey, uh, we'll talk about him keeping the coach, uh, Joe Missoula in the second segment, but let's, let's kick it off. He spoke to Adam Himmelsbach of the globe and touched on a bunch of different topics. These were the big three. You see them over there on the, uh, uh, there you go. I got my pointing past Tom, past Tom on the YouTube page over there on the, uh, on your, on your right, uh, changing the roster. And he said, that when he sat down with Brad and Joe Mazzula, uh, we quote, we agreed not to bring back the exact same team again, but to be open to changing the mix and bringing in additional talent. So Tom, that right there tells me 
I feel like there's so much in that little bit where we agreed we can't bring the same team back, which means got to get more help for Tatum and Brown, which means the duo of Tatum and Brown, not enough. That's, that's my like level of deduction, a little waterfall down. Like we need to get these guys more help and whether it's, we don't think they're good enough or, you know, whatever it's clearly at the end of games when neither of those guys came through, they were like, gotta get those guys one more guy. And that was, that was the plan coming out of that season. Yeah. I thought it was interesting to that point, you know, the later on, uh, Wick was like, you know, Jalen and Jason are the best two people I could imagine building a team around. We've had them since the beginning. We've been very lucky to have them here for our whole careers. We're building a team around them. And then he said, but you add the next eight guys to the list. You take our top 10 and we've got a really good team. And I think that speaks to your point, right? It's yeah. like, you know, he's talking about like, oh, we couldn't imagine having, having two better players, which like, really? You couldn't? <laughs> Like I think I, mean, I, think, I, can I, imagine. I can imagine it. Like, <laughs> like I, I think the world of Jalen and Jason. But if, like, yeah. if you, you know, if you told me, like, we're just imagining. Look, like, if we're imagining, like that's if those, if that's the off. best two you can imagine. I don't think you've got much. You need of a better imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, but then again, to your point, then he's, you know, he was very careful to say, and I mean, some of that, right, is like. Okay, like let's make sure the other guys get their due as well, right? There's a yeah. lot of talented players on this team, and blah blah blah, which is all true, um, and is you know certainly very important for the Celtics. But I do think that's kind of to your point, right? Like this this is a this is a group of guys because yeah, like Jalen and Jason are very very good players, and we've seen that they don't quite quite get you over that hump. They're close. Yeah. But they, you know, they haven't done it yet. Uh, the, as constructed, they have just not been able to, uh, to to get over that hump just yet. And a side note, um, I, I I think you can also say that the the supporting cast hasn't been good enough. And you yeah. can say, yeah, look, Jalen and Jason, they're fine. If if Wick listens to this podcast, or if some if uh, an intern listens to this podcast and summarizes it for him, which is much more likely to happen uh i would think that the response would be no it's we're, we're not talking about jalen and jason necessarily it's that when the defense is geared towards those two guys they can all sell out and they they didn't have that person to help them out like i'm just like looking at the other side of this this equation and saying like getting getting more help when you say we couldn't bring back the exact same team it means there's there's a third person like they said a third person whether that's an indictment on, on brown and tatum as a duo the supporting cast or a little from column a a little from column b yeah right i think i think there's enough to spread around the, the, within this little answer are admissions that the team as constructed wasn't good enough and wasn't just an injury or a, a better break away from winning a championship. They said this team that got close the past two seasons is not good enough to win a championship. Blame whomever you want. Got to change it. Yeah. Which I do wonder about that a little bit because like when you talk about the supporting cast, a very important part of that supporting cast, like the sixth man of the year, couldn't shoot a basketball by the time the season ended, you know, like 
right. there's there there were <laughs> there were things that went wrong with the supporting cast that weren't really the fault of the supporting cast. Um, there were um, you know kind of uh, like situations that were beyond their control, I sure. guess. So um, sure. so you know I curious to see how that plays itself out. But yeah, I mean you know to the larger point, like it, I think I, to me it's more a little column A, little column B. Right. Because I think you can say, sure, the supporting cast didn't quite give Tatum and, and, and Brown what they needed. And that's that's true. Also, Tatum and Brown needed to be better. Like the, the, you can't turn the ball over the amount that they turned the ball over and, and, and win these games. You know, like like these, um, you know, you can't have these these cold stretches that, that are just so hard to recover from. Like it, I, I think it does. I think it's an all encompassing thing. And I think that's part of the reason why you see such a uh, such a significant change in the core. Like wh- why you see Marcus Smart go out the door, why you see a big name like Kristaps Porzingis come in. Like you see all this stuff happening because sure, Tatum and Brown are, are really good and can be the cornerstone of a, certainly of a team that makes the finals. You know, we know that for a fact and probably a team that wins a championship. I think we can safely say that they, they, they are capable of that, but it, the whole thing needs to get better. The whole system needs to improve. And, you know, here we are. Like, this is kind of their first. It's it's, it's kind of interesting because this is kind of their first stab at it after their initial attempt, right? Like, yeah. like they, they kind of kept that same core together for a long time. This is their first attempt to just like, okay, all right, all right. We've figured out what we want to keep. And it's Jalen and Jason and everything else, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fashion it all around that. Uh, yeah. This is kind of their first real attempt to do that without other pieces that were also a part of that core. Yeah. It's just, yes. And, and, and the admission of it wasn't like if they were going to keep that same core together, that they said, they said, no, we can't do that. As we talked about multiple times and I've talked about multiple times in this podcast, the idea of getting a little extra help, a little, you know, maybe another shooter here, maybe another ball handler, another, another big that wasn't like Porzingis, just a, a big, none of that stuff was, was palatable. They sat down and Hey, Wick is the guy that, you know, yelled at them in the locker room, uh, in the Miami series and, and had a, an interaction on the sideline with Joe Missoula and, and all of that. So, you know, he, he's watching and he's, he's been involved, not meddlesome, like like some owners, mm, ah okay. Well, Tom, Tom, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know how meddlesome they've been. Uh, they've been. I don't. I don't think so. But hey, maybe Tom has a different uh, opinion. But the one thing that they are keeping is the coach, and we'll talk about the. And it's interesting that it was. It's been the Wick and Missoula relationship that had people saying that maybe Joe was on the way out. So we'll talk about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. It's the one that we love and use here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And football season is here. While the NBA goes through its last month and a half of uh, inactivity, football season is about to kick off. And FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Right now, all you got to do is bet on a Super Bowl winner and you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. So if you bet on a team that wins 14 games, you can get 14 bonus bets. So make sure you make a good pick. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get that bonus bet for every 
victory. Use your bonus bets on everything that you want that they have there. Spreads, player props, over-unders, more. Anything that you want, it's very easy to use, very easy to navigate. When you win, you get your money right right away. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's not just betting on who wins and who loses. So if you want to have some fun with it and get these bonus bets, make your Super Bowl pick over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You got to use that FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can start earning your bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Just ask you, if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. Back all week here, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days a week. So three days a week of new Celtics podcast. I'm back. I'm podcasting on a regular basis. We'll save the mailbag Monday for next week since I just did three full mailbags. I'll get your mailbags done uh, next week. Uh, get back to that. Uh, this this whole week is basically catching up on things that happened while I was and, and it's like a lot of things happen. We got to talk about the Dirk White extension potentially. Talk about all this stuff. So we'll get back. We'll get to that stuff first. We got to get back into the Wick Grossbeck interview on the, in the Boston Globe from last week, and Joe Mazzula sticking around. And Tom, you saw you've seen the clip of Joe like leaving Jalen and Jason in at the end of a blowout uh, was against Philly and like, get them out from Wick and I am and all that stuff. Wick said, basically, Brad feels strong, more strongly about, uh, I'm sorry, about uh, uh, <laughs> Joe Mazzula. I bet he also feels strongly about Ime Udoka for the record. <laughs> yes, which, which he didn't. He didn't. He didn't bite on the question. Right. Um he did say, though, if Joe had done a poor job, I would have thought about replacing him, but he did a very good job. He took us within one game of the best record in the league, one game of being in the finals as a rookie coach, so I'm comfortable and happy to have Joe as head coach. Um, I don't think, like, I think I think Wick Grosbeck is obviously, he's the guy, you know, the guy, the guy in charge, the, the main, the principal owner, and he obviously is going to say, if I thought Joe sucked, I'm gonna I would I'd fire him. But uh I, I just I never thought that Joe was was his job was ever, ever, ever in jeopardy. I never thought any for a second. And I think this kind of confirms it. And I don't think the Celtics ever wanted to have another head coach. I don't think they wanted to start this season with a new head coach. Starting with a new center and, and changing the personnel is enough. Uh, to, to bring in a new coach on top of that would have been, I think, disastrous because um, I don't think there's any one of these coaches that are out there right now that's just a slam dunk. Hey, <laughs> get this guy. You win a championship. So I, I think I think he's talking, you know, talking Joe up. And I, I believe that Joe has the potential to be a, a really good coach. And I think he did a better job than most people will say. But I don't think they had much choice but to keep him. Yeah, and I think it would have been like it would have been kind of a bad look too to like to to not give him a chance, right? Like because I True. this last season was not a chance. Like this was a this was a necessity. This was a and I mean it was like certainly there was a lot of stuff to evaluate, right? There was a lot of stuff to kind of learn from for him and for the Celtics kind of evaluating him, but this was not a situation where um you know, like it was such an odd situation coming into it. It wouldn't have, like just kind of firing him after this just wouldn't have been fair. Like, and I know like no, that's, right. that's life, right? Like life isn't fair, but like also 
you know, you don't know if Joe's a good coach or not yet. There was no way to, to know. I mean, um, I, I did think it was interesting, you know, Wick's um, answer on this. The, the, the tone of it was just so like, well, Brad felt very strongly about Missoula. And, you know, if Brad, you know, like he kind of avoided saying like, I also feel very, you know, he yeah, kind of like put the onus on Brad a little bit. And, you know, I do think there's I, I do think it's probably not ideal for, for a head coach to have like an owner, like, you know, publicly, very publicly, like on TV kind of being like, hey, uh, get your guys out. Like, I don't know. He's the coach. You guys put him in charge. Let him figure it out. But yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think like I think it's it's very clear that Wick listens to and trusts Brad, and it's very clear that Brad trusts Joe. And I think yeah. that's probably enough for where we are right now, right? Like that's okay. That yeah. like good enough. See, let's see where it where it where it leads. Right. The the comparison I've been making, uh, the analogy I've been making is you know the 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 pilot. The pilot was incapacitated after take right after takeoff and Joe had to jump in the seat and you can't blame him for all of the turbulence and the bumpy landing at the end. You got to let him kind of fly his own plane. Yeah. Like it would not be helpful for the backup pilot to have the CEO of the airline in the seat being like, are you, uh, are you sure you're doing yeah. this right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Check your flaps. That's Yes, piloting term. I, <laughs> I checked my flaps. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Landing gear up. Or you, should, you should probably put it up if it's not up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got yeah, it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pressing the button right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, how much autopilot are you using? <laughs> Don't matter not to you. I'm not paying the autopilot. I'm paying you. All right, I'm gonna stop now. Uh, I, I, I do, and I've, I've said this in many podcasts this offseason. I do, I do believe that there is strong potential that, that Missoula with the off season, with the lessons of this past season and with some guidance from a stronger, more committed to him, assistant coaching staff, uh, not to knock the assistants from last year because they did a good job under the, under the circumstances, but they also weren't Joe's assistants. They, you know, it's, it's really hard to overstate when Joe just walks into the room and they're like, okay, here's your new boss. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You fired the old guy under circumstances that I'm sure a lot of them were like, ah, did you need to fire him or did you need to do this? What are you doing? I think within the, the, the team, there's a lot of questions about how the Celtics handle this. There's the questions outside. I'm, I've been very clear on, I, I agree with how the Celtics handle it. Um, I'm very critical of Hime Udoka for the choices that he's made, but regardless, it's not. I'm not here to reiterate that stuff. I'm just saying that giving giving Joe Mazzulla that summer, the all of that, everything that I've just had is very very important because you you can't just judge him on this one frantic season where he got the job the week before training camp started. It's just, it's, it's really not fair to fully judge and make your fully formed opinion on that. Now, if he does a lot of the same things this season, all right, all right, fine, fine. But if he's, you know, if, if he very obviously is starting to learn and we see some tangible differences, then 
you can we can start saying okay there's very obviously learn some lessons and uh the situation again situation matters so to to have to have the owner behind him like this and just kind of put a lot of that stuff to bed very important i think for the Celtics considering that Wick was the the most vocal obviously visible one that had uh, any kind of back and forth with him yeah for sure and i think it it like that little bit of job security too right like i just think like there was a real chance like like, like I, I wouldn't say that i thought his his job was in jeopardy this offseason but i think I, if I'm Missoula, I feel a little bit better that if I don't like, if, if my team goes on like a five game losing streak, you know, and, and, and is like, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, 13 and 11, like that I'm yeah. like, is like underperforming just a little bit. I don't feel like I'm going to get fired now. Like, like, like mid season. Like if I'm, if I'm Missoula, I feel a little bit like, okay, I can, I, you know, I, I can, I can put some things in place. I can try yeah. to, I can try to build something here a little bit, which I think that's that's really important. I think you brought this up on previous pods. The Celtics like to have coaches hang around for a while. Like when they yes. hire a guy, they hire him for the long term if possible, right? Like and yeah. I think like for Missoula, like that that kind of uh that kind of opportunity, that kind of structure for the team, that kind of um security, that that kind of like forward thinking, um I think that stuff's really important. This is a relationship that's going to continue because not only is Joe Mazzulla not going anywhere, Wick Grosbeck isn't going anywhere. He's not selling the team. We'll talk about that next. want to thank all of you Locked On Celtics listeners for making this show part of your regular routine here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Head on over to the Locked On NBA podcast, Locked On NBA, covering the whole league. I will be there on Wednesday with Jake Madison, my usual hosting spot, so check out the show. Uh, it's a real fun look at the league, and we are five days a week on that podcast. All right, uh, Tom, Wick Grosbeck and his band of merry men, rich men. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that would make them merry, considering all the money they have collect collectively. Uh, bought the team in 2000. There's a, there's, a, there's a steal from the rich, give, keep, like, steal from the rich, give to the poor joke somewhere. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, maybe that's the joke. I don't know. I did it. <laughs> $360 million in 2002. They bought the team. 21 years later, Forbes values the team at about $4 billion. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a lot of money. That's some money. That's a lot of money. And guys who have money love to make money. And when the opportunity is there to make a lot of it, they like to uh pull the trigger on that it's like uh mr burns told uh homer simpson once i trade it all for a little bit more that's generally the thought but uh he told adam himmelsbach no thought of selling the team quote no thought of selling the team i did this for love and for celtic pride not for any price tags period um I, my initial thoughts, like, really, you, you don't want to, you don't want to cash like 25% of this, a billion dollars. You can sell off 25% of the team, take a billion dollars in, just bring in another minority owner, right? He comes in billion dollars. 
and or minority ownership group, whatever, you get a little extra money to spend on your whatever taxes. You get to, I don't know, buy another boat, do something. I, I just, I'm surprised that this team hasn't pulled any equity out of the team to fund something, especially like I am such a huge proponent of move out of the garden. They should have done it a long time ago, but at this point, I think it's impossible to do. I've been wanting them to build their own facility for a long time where they get to control everything, all of the concerts, all the wrestling, all of the monster trucks, all of everything that comes through, like the Chase Center, where they could just bring in money, 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 and that would help them make decisions that maybe they wouldn't make in past seasons, paying a, paying a player they might not have paid, keeping a player, I don't know, like Grant Williams, that they might not have kept because of whatever circumstances. And maybe that's not the, the best example because, you know, second apron and all that stuff. But if there's, ever, if there's ever been a criticism of this ownership group, it's like every once in a while you'd be like, ah, I wish they'd pay the tax, you know? And I, th- I think they've done a good job. Like, yeah. they've obviously been a very good ownership group. And there are only like two or three seasons where I'd be like, oh, I wish they, I wish they went in a little bit more all in on this. Understanding why they didn't, but if they had their own building and if they pulled equity out of the team to go back. But it, at this point, I don't even know if they could do that because I don't even know if pulling a billion dollars out is enough to go buy your own facility. Considering yeah. the city of Boston, yeah. the cost of... It'll get you a parking space for sure. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Pull, pull some equity out of the team. Get yourself uh, get yourself a nice two-bedroom apartment. You'd be, uh... <laughs> yeah. With that one, then you might not actually have like, yeah, the yeah. space could come with it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you start talking about those levels of money, it's it, it's it's almost like it's it's almost like 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 why bother you know what i mean yeah. like and i know that's that's crazy to say about you know that level of money but it's like i mean most people who buy an nba team buy it for you know like you're you're you know you're it is a luxury item it's a luxury item yeah, it's an ego and, you know thing. yeah it's like well i'm not gonna cash out my my uh, i don't know cars well enough what's a very expensive car my uh a kia forte <laughs> like I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna sell my Kia Forte, uh, just because you know, just 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 because like it up, it went way up in value. I have billions of dollars. Like what? Well, like I don't, I don't care that you know. Like I, I didn't buy like like you buy a Maybach. You don't. You're like you're not like. Ooh, I really hope I'm seeing this as an investment opportunity. It's like no, yeah. I'm buying this as a flex and like yeah, you know, yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. at the absolute upper echelons, right? Like that's what a sports team is. is a, is a it's just a giant flex. It's like a hey, if 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 I, if I bring a championship to this, like I can say I brought a championship to this city. I yeah. I can I can be the first one who gives my little speech when uh um you know when 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 Adam Silver hands over the microphone, like like that's that's what you're paying for is this ultimate. Um, just, I don't know, like middle finger to everybody else. Like that's like <laughs> the ultimate middle finger to everybody else. It's not else. a middle finger, but you know what I mean? It's the ultimate like flex, right? It's the it ultimate, is. It is. um, and, and I think 
it's so to me, it's like, I mean, I guess sure, if you wanted to like start, I, like I'm not a businessman, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything, but like, um, you know, I pull out equity, whatever. But I just think like, I, I just think if you're if you're Wick, yeah, like I don't, I don't have to sell. I, that, like I didn't buy this team, I, I didn't buy this team to make money. I bought this team to flex. I bought this team as as my Maybach, you know. So, yeah. sure, yeah, no, and and I I do have to call myself out because. You know, I, I'm sitting here saying like, why, why isn't, why isn't a rich person doing something to make himself richer? And I'm like, I will say that to, to say, hey, I did this for love and Celtic pride, and you know, he, they could very easily say, hey, fun ride, we did win a championship, things worth four billion dollars, I'm out, deuces, I'm gonna take my cut of the four billion. And like, who knows what he's worth already, double it, triple it, whatever it is by selling the team. And I don't know, go buy an Island somewhere. I, I can't say I, I would be any different, but uh, to be abundantly clear, that is a hundred percent what I like. Celtics pride is nice and all, but like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cashing out if I'm in that. Cash situation. me out. Like, but, I'll, I'll but, get but, a luxury box. I'll yeah. go to the games, yeah. but like, you know. That's it's a billion dollars, you know. That's, but again, that's the echelon that you and I are in, and the, versus the echelon that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have. And they sit there yeah. and be like, you know what? I don't need it. I don't. I don't need. It. But so good for them. Good for them. Like, good for we them. Spent, for not we saying- spent. We spent all summer being like, you know, Jalen Brown is getting three hundred million. That's so much money. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Now we're talking about the guy who's going to give him that three hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to have so much money that you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that billion. I don't need it. <laughs> I got, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm flexing I'll with sell it. the team later yeah. for that $4 billion. I mean, honestly, it's going to be worth $4 billion for who knows how long, right? It's not going anywhere, man. Not going like, anywhere. These TV deals are not getting, they're not no. getting cheaper. <laughs> so, I mean, sit here. Play this, you know, you can sit there and say, hey, I do this for love and Celtic pride because, you know, I'm not selling this team tomorrow, but 10 years from now, come talk to me and let's see, you know, like yeah. you can say at that point, you can be like, yeah, I'm an old man now or whatever. I see, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've run my course. I want to change to a different phase of my life. Now I'm selling the team um, and, and that'd be fine. That that money's still gonna be there, but for now he gets to play this this like this is this is great looks good. I don't need a billion dollars, man. I just Celtic pride and all of that stuff. Me neither, Wick. I also don't need a billion dollars. I don't need your billion dollars. I also refuse to take a billion dollars. I refuse. Damn it. Uh, to be clear, I do not refuse. Uh, that was a joke. If anybody does have a billion dollars that they want to give me in exchange for basically anything that i own or everything that i own that we can work out i'm very happy everything is for sale you got those blue and white concords that are pretty nice yeah i mean still on the table uh they they would be you know we could talk about that we could yeah. say yeah yeah i mean for a billion for a billion sure yeah all right sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. for a billion you would get, you would you wear Crocs for the rest of your life for a billion dollars? A billion with a B. Billion. I said it. You heard me. I mean, 
I get to wear other things too, right? No, I no, I said what I said. Your shoe yeah, game, sure. your shoe yeah, game for the rest of your life is Crocs. You got to wear them to the garden. You got to wear them to the practice facility. You got to interview Jason Tatum wearing Crocs. Well, so I'm still working with the billion dollars. Good point. Yeah, good point. You don't have to, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're I done. mean, I you know I'll take I'll wear the Crocs. I'll wear the Crocs. No. Doesn't mean I can't put like something over them or something. No, no, you can dress them up. They got they got nice little uh, bling you can you can put in there. My son's got a. Uh, my son, my son's got a bunch of Disney characters uh, pushed through the little holes in it. Yeah. If if the get them, if, get them real fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. I see. I yes, I I would wear Crocs okay. for a billion dollars, knowing that no one's going to give me a billion dollars to wear Crocs. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. there's, no, there's no there's no danger here. Yeah. There's no danger of me actually ever wearing Crocs. Which no. you know, if you want to wear Crocs, by all means, go for it. I wear Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop now <laughs> because if Crocs become a sponsor mm, got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. My price tag goes from a billion down to much, 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 much less <laughs> when it comes to Crocs. So yeah. uh, if anybody at the Crocs company wants to change my mind about your company, then uh, let's talk. Yeah. Oh God! One day back, and I'm already off the rails. I waited until 33 minutes. We're good. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, man. Bye, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening, for watching, uh, for the people who saw me spill water on the YouTube page right about there. Uh, I, I, I laughed about it. You didn't see it on if you're listening on audio, but uh, when I took when Tom started talking and I. Took my first sip of water. I just splashed it right down the middle of my shirt. So clearly off my game. I swear I will get back into uh, regular season speed. We got a month and a half for me to get my head straight. So uh, I will do that. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think about the show, about the content, about me, whatever. You can just let it all hang out. And I would love it if you are a regular listener who's here every day. I would love it if you shared the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody at the bar you work with that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.